Yo, what's up? What's going on, everybody? It's Super Dave again, back at you with the PA Political Revolution podcast. We're here to give you another great show and give you some uh, updates on some current events. Uh, pretty much, this is going to be about the uh, the EDC situation and the uh, the Eileen Cure racist situation that's going on over there. Um, first, start off with the EDC, right? Now, I'm glad to say that two of the board members that was pressuring Mr. Um, Floyd Baptiste have resigned. That's being Roosevelt Petrie and um, Dallas Smith. Uh, yeah, that's the name, Dallas Smith. <clears throat> now, these two gentlemen, you know, from, from looking at the videos, right, they were pressuring Mr. B- um, Mr. Baptiste, uh, giving kind of, you know, just, just acting real weird, right? On one instance, Mr. Dallas Page approved some furniture, you know, to make a long story short, approved some furniture a while back when it came up again. They had some questions about it. He didn't want to approve it. He was just acting all real weird, right? They they pretty much both, both of some mothers was giving Mr. Baptiste a hard time, you know, which, which I believe caused him to uh, put his resignation in early and, <clears throat> and caused the deputy, um, EDC director to go ahead and, res- and resign, go ahead and find him another job. So it was kind of have the EDC in the um, in a state of disarray, state of repair. But hopefully, with those two, with, with, with those two gentlemen out of the mix, the the right thing would be to go ahead and let Mr. Baptiste rescind his resignation. You know, go ahead and pull it back, let him keep on working until he can go ahead and eventually now find another replacement that's going to go ahead and replace him on the EDC board and groom that person just like he was doing with Mr. George Davis. But, you know, doing all of the um, the hatred, all of the pressure, you know, he had resigned. He had went somewhere, you know, to another job. And um, Mr. Floyd Baptiste, as you know, had turned in his resignation, as everybody know. And now, you know, I'm kind of in limbo with what um, Mr. Um, this, this new director, the new person is supposed to be coming in and being the intern. I don't know if that's going to go well. I don't know if he's going to actually be able to be appointed as the interim director, Mr. Ike Mills. I, I'm kind of unsure what that limbo is going on because, you know, from what I'm hearing, right, since Mr. Petrie, Mr. Petrie didn't have an actual legit, a legit um, um, home residence in Port Arthur, that's not his primary residence, that, you know, he was illegally on the board, and from that being, from him being illegally on the board, from what I've been hearing, that a lot of his voting, a lot of the things that he voted on, if it was his vote that determined it, that that vote could be pulled back and it could kind of be overturned through or not. So we'll kind of wait and see what's going on with the, um, with everything with the EDC as far as that would be concerned, right? So... So, so the, the main problem with this, right, the main problem with this, when you had Barty and um, and Donald Frank, right, when they got on the couch, they thought nobody could touch him. They thought once they put Petrie, you know, and, and on the uh, EDC, boy, he can kind of sway some of, the other, some of the other folks over there. They thought nobody could touch him, right? They thought they was impenetrable. But what, but what a lot of these alleged crooks, happen to do right happen to happen to have to him right they 
they hate being exposed, right? Once you start, see, they give you the mayor, these council members, these board members, they give you a false perception, a false image, right? They give you as a false image as being lovely, being a pastor, caring about people, doing what's right for the city, doing what's right, you know, business-wise, when all along these people are crooks, right? They treat people like garbage. They treat black folk like garbage, you know, where, where they wouldn't do that to another white person, but they'll just doggone and downright curse out, disrespect another black person. You know what I mean? So these are cancers to black society, man, because you have these fake pastors, fake business people, putting a facade, putting a facade in the actual citizens, they don't really know this, right? They don't really understand. See, they just believe everything, you know, the mayor tells you, your pastor tells you, one of these council members tell you, and, you know, they don't really go doing the fact check. But when you have somebody like myself that kind of puts a lot of those things out there and have you call attention to it, a lot of the times they'll try to pull back on what they're doing so they won't look like the bad guy. And, and and you have to understand they're just if they're just using a false perception, a false narrative to get over on a lot of people. So a lot of they try to lull a lot of people to sleep with a lot of lies, a lot of you know false pretenses. Like like with the company, right? Like with the company, they using you know you have a lot of suspect names on there, but you have Mister Landon Roberts on there as the face of it. So he is going to look like he's the owner when the owner is actually Mr. Roosevelt Petrie. <clears throat> now, what they should have done, what they should have said when he was on that actual interview, they shouldn't have introduced Mr. Um, um, the young man, Mr. Roberts, as the actual owner. But he should have said he should have been in partnership with Mr. Petrie because his name is on the actual DBA, right? name was on the DBA and his business uh, GP Industrials is the location of the headquarters of that new cement company that he has on so you know you want to understand they they use people for clout they 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 hijack images their own image or perception of other people's image to kind of use it as a shield to go on but you know to go on and do nefarious things behind that but you know with that being said hopefully with these resignations we should get off on the right foot and hopefully, Mr. Petrie and Mr. Roberts they have success with that, with that, um, with that cement company, and not having to involve the taxpayers' money and subsidizing it. So you know, I hope that goes well, without them having to use EDC money illegally to subsidize it. Right. So that's mainly the main thing. Hopefully, that this resignation is done. Resignation is done. See, it's a, it's, it's all of a, it's all of a money grab, right? The EDC has other money for the city. So since the city, they have control of that money, they burning through that, whichever way they're doing. So they want to get the EDC money. want to get the EDC money and burn through that joker. But the we need to have the EDC to concentrate on economic development because that's the most important thing in this city. We, I, I, can't, I can't overemphasize that, right? Economic development is what we all should be focused on in the city of Port Arthur because we need jobs. Everybody down here needs jobs and that needs to be the major focus. Just like I've said before, a lot of them good programs that they're doing, 
they're doing the um, the CDL program. Man, a CDL is a good trade. Good trade once you get in the CDL, have a good record, know how to drive manual and automatic trucks. Drive the tractor trailers, you can get in some of these environmental companies to make a good salary, a good wage, you know. You can make a good living wage where you can take care of your family. Also, if you do some over the road, you may want to get in your own business where you're actually having your own trucks. That's another avenue that you can go. But see, these skills and these trades are what's needed in the city of Port Arthur. All the people that like Kwame Brown, you know, Kwame Brown talking about trades, coding, or whatnot, skills, CDL license, that's a part of the trade. Now, I wish we can do more of that over here with a lot of plumbing, with a lot of carpentry. Well, we, we do have some carpentry stuff going on with the ABC. They do have an EDC partnership with the ABC, if I'm not mistaken, to go ahead and do some of that carpentry thing. Carpentry stuff, all the Morris State College. I think there's like a the uh, thing with Lamar, EDC, and and uh, ABC. So, you know, we're doing things that's that's going in the right direction, right? But we need to we, 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 we need to keep that in place. We don't need these ignorant clowns coming over here, disrupting all of this stuff so they can make a money grab, right? So they can make a money grab and subsidize their own business or some other business they have that's or some other crazy dream like you always hear um, Councilmember Frank talking about that he wants to have some type of chemo in Port Arthur, some kind of you know crap across the um, across the pier that she has a low chance of succeeding. And the reason why those things haven't been developed because they do have a low chance of succeeding. And the easiest way to do it is burn the taxpayers' money. So you won't have an investor have to fail. You know, you just, well, that's the city's money that burnt up. It was a lost cause. So, hey, no skin off my back. So that's why you have all of these crooks, allegedly. I call them crooks that want to use, want to burn up the city's money, EDC's money, you know, for these nefarious, nefarious type of programs. So hopefully we'll go ahead on to see how this, um, Holds out for the EDC, and you know, hopefully, this will be a great thing for it. You know, hopefully, so you know, I haven't been on here for a while. I want to give y'all a little update with that, and um, I want to give y'all a little update with it. And hopefully, you know, things are going for going in prosperous and see if we can get that back on track. And, you know, I'll be keeping you up to date on the thing that anything, any other things that's going on with the EDC and other put off the news. Now, want to go over to the next, uh, next subject. Bam, you know, I got some new toys. I got to go ahead and play that. You know, got to go ahead and play these little sound effects I got on here. So now I want to go ahead on and go to the Eileen Cure. Eileen Cure situation, right? Now, for those that don't know, probably everybody know right now, there's this TikToker named um, Aunt Karen. She's exposed. She's got some information from one of Eileen Cure's employees, right? She's some type of CPA, some kind of financial person, right? Tax person, financial person. Basically, make a long story short, she has, um, she basically has, has uh, told somebody that she didn't want to have any black applicants, right? So, you know, they had some of the text messages, the emails that go from her to some of the, um, to some people that's been, you know, exposed on camera, right? The TikToker, that's, you know, that kind of put her out there. So, you know, that's been a big thing from since then. Um, on camera, has been, 
has been um, said to receive uh, death death threats from Eileen Kier's husband. So, you know, it's came a whole big old mess. Now it looks like she's actually closed that business down. And the building is actually for sale, right? And for what I've uh, researched, a few people have been quit on her due to this little fiasco that she's in. So, you know, you just Google up Eileen Kier and you can find out all the information up on it, right? So, you know, it's, it's a good story. But um, one thing I'm kind of, I'm kind of, um, you know, questioning, why hasn't the local news, that's over here in the, in the CPA in Needland, Texas, right? Now, I haven't really been able to find too many sources for it. Too many um, stores for the, too many local stores for Eileen Cure, right? And then the only one I've actually found out was from uh, Kevin Steele, uh, um, a um, a former um, news agent, a uh, news person, news personality, right, doing his own thing on Facebook. Got his own little Facebook group going on. So, um, and uh, he and he kind of like posts different stuff, but 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 the thing is, when uh, Kevin Steele posted, like he kind of flipped the script. He didn't really point. Pretty much the finger at the racist person, right? The racist Eileen Cure. He kind of points his finger at the TikToker on Karen, who's actually, you know, exposed all of this. So you can, and you can tell this is how racist this this um, this this uh, county is, man. You 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 don't have no no information, no story that I've seen on it. Just a Facebook story from um. From like Kevin Steele from I think it's news things called 18, 1817, something like that. But but pretty much uh, his thing goes his 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 headline goes FBI investigation Eileen Eileen Lockyer responds to attacks on her firm by TikTok store. You likely have heard the basics. Cure says she she was defamed by the social media influencer who inferred who inferred cure had not wanted any African Americans hired to affirm. Aunt Karen O did three videos using a video that purports to show that Cure doesn't want to hire doesn't want hires to be black. It lacks context according to Cure. Sources say FBI investigate investigators are looking Aunt Karen O, how Aunt Karen O videos were gathered, the cases, etc. In Aunt, in Aunt Karen O's latest video, she implies that she's frightened and again repeats the racist claim. So, Kevin Steele completely took that whole thing out of context and says she's frightened. I mean, she he, uh, Kevin Steele left out the part where she's saying that she's been threatened for her life and just, just chops up the whole story, right? Chops up the whole story to kind of like protect the racist. So, you have to understand the media the media in southeast texas is highly racist i mean i remember they had another incident about the uh, racist police department like somebody had dropped a whole bunch of flyers and information to all the news stations to the um to the newspapers and everybody kind of held out on it right but i got that packet of information i kind of put it out there and when i put it out there then some of the other news agencies had to go ahead, you know, respond to it and say they had it. So man, it's it's crazy. They'll report anything except race. If it's if it's race relations against a white person, if it's a white person showing to be racist, they will not show it. They will hide it. They will suppress the information, and they will go ahead and try to make make it look like that it's 
the person that's exposing them, exposing the races, the racisms, folks. So, you know, you just kind of have to watch this. You know, I just want to make this a quick, good, quick interview. I mean, not a quick interview, a good, quick um, broadcast. And kind of, you know, kind of keep you up to date on what's going on and kind of give you my opinions about things from the EDC to the on-carrying thing. And uh, I appreciate everything. And um, that'll be it for the uh, PA Political Revolution podcast. Take it easy.